Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the Animaniacast. Jay, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Welcome again to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. We're going to revisit each episode of the series, discussing cultural references and gags, share our memories of first watching the episodes, and in the end, we'll give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my two co-hosts, my brother from the same mother, Nathan. Woohoo! That's me, Nathan. And across the country in lovely Georgia is Kelly. Hello! And today is episode two from season one, which originally aired on September 14th, 1993. What are our initial thoughts on this episode? I personally enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Nathan, I'm going to go to you next because I think Kelly has some um, some definite thoughts on this episode. Uh, so I'm going to go to Nathan next. Nathan, what what are your initial thoughts on this episode? J- my my initial thoughts were I'm watching the same episode, uh, and then <laughs> I went on to oh I'm enjoying this episode. That's right because it started <laughs> off with the newsreel of the stars again, <laughs> um, which was exactly the same. So uh, yes, I could see how you could definitely get I was confused. Like, oops, oops, I'm oh I hit play again, repeat. So I got to. Yeah, that was one of the things, and not you're mentioning it, that, that was one of the things that it, I do remember from the initial run of Animaniacs was you never quite knew what episode you were going to be watching that time because almost every, it felt like almost every episode started with Newsreel of the Stars, mm-hmm. um, which again is understandable. It was only the second episode. Um, but anything else, any uh, general thoughts on this episode, Nathan? Um, I think it's a good episode. Okay. I, I don't know. I- I'll go more in depth as we go through the episode. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I think it's one of the best episodes ever. Oh, there we go. <laughs> awesome. And uh, just for the record, today's verse variant was... Pinky and the Brainy. I am a huge fan of Pinky and the Brain. And uh, this was really our first introduction to Pinky and the Brain this episode. And they, I mean, it was a truly a classic episode this was an episode later that we'll talk about it that was rerun quite often even on the pinky and the brain show later they just kept showing it um so that was cool now we've already talked last episode about the newsreel of the stars it's basically the same thing in fact identical (laughs) the same thing um yeah i think when i saw it the first time i i think i was thinking that they would open every episode like that mm-hmm. um you know like that was just part of the the opening but yeah they only did occasionally i wonder if they i wonder if they did any i'll have to because I, I don't know off the top of my head honestly uh i wonder if they did that just in the first season you know or if they went ahead and did the news reel of stars into season two or three or whatever um yeah i'm not sure i don't know um, we'll find out yeah <laughs> but um 
starting off, I'm gonna Kelly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right to you for this Nick for this first segment because the first segment is Yakko's World and uh, lyrics for this were written by Randy Rogel or Rogel. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. I think it's Rogel. Yeah, that's that's I think I heard that somewhere. So Randy Rogel and was directed by Rusty Mills. Well, synopsis is Yakko singing about the nations of the world, but Kelly, this I think goes to you quite you know this 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 song spoke to you it and sings to my heart yes what what can what can you tell us about yakko's world and and your experience with the song i i um it was like the the clip they used to advertise animaniacs so i saw it all the time and i just thought it was the greatest thing ever it was so catchy and i i love you know it was educational yakko's pointing to all the countries and you know singing about them and everything and I realized I I had to know the song, so I I uh, videotaped the um, the little clip when they they showed the commercials or and the episode of whichever one I got. And um, but then my mother bought me the cassette tape. This goes back to cassette tapes, kids. Um, <laughs> that had all the lyrics um in the uh, uh, liner notes, I guess. And I I decided I wanted to learn the whole song and memorize it, and I did. And um, I had the opportunity to meet Rob Paulson uh, probably about five years ago, and I asked him about the song. I said, "Yeah, I, I can sing it," and I wasn't going to take away, you know, his his uh, spotlight or anything. So he sang it for us. But uh, he said that he, I think he only did it in two takes, and wow. um, he said, "This is for my friend Kelly. He <laughs> loves the song, and um, you know, I'll sing it for you." And then. It was last year at Dragon Con. Randy Rogel was there, and Rob Paulson's assistant was sitting down when I went up to talk to, to Mr. Rogel and um, get some sheet music because it had uh, some of the songs that he'd written, and he had sheet music at Dragon Con. And the guy, he remembered me from that um, event I attended with Rob Paulson. He's like, you, you're the one who can sing the song. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And Randy Rogel's like, really? And I said, yeah, I can do it. He's like, do it. And so I had to do it right in front of him and um, at Dragon Con. Oh, my god! And usually I'll only do it when I'm drinking. <laughs> so that's, like, that's like my drinking game, you know. But um, I, Well, that's uh, even more impressive. It. Yeah, and I, I only got a little nervous and stumbled a little bit. But, you know, I pretty much nailed it. And um, he was pretty impressed. So I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. I just sang the song for the guy who wrote it. And now, now my life is complete. <laughs> awesome. That is that is too cool. Um, that was just last year, Dragon Con. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was like the very last day, and I was going around just getting up some extra autographs and meeting people that were still at the Walk of Fame. And um, my a friend of mine had said that he was selling the sheet music, and so I was like, I got to go and meet him and get some sheet music. And uh, yeah, wow, that's what I did. That's so cool. Well, you know, I'm going to have to – maybe there's a recording of that somewhere uh, that not, I can find. Not not for public consumption, but there are recordings. <laughs> you do not have her consent. No. No, I'm just talking <laughs> I about – I think there may be video somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering also if there's if there's video uh, or uh, audio of Rob Paulson because did he sing that? Did he basically dedicate that re-singing of it to you in I, front of the crowd I, and everything? Actually, well, yeah, he did, and I I actually did videotape it, and um, it should be on Big Shiny Robot. Well, there we go. So we'll um, find it. I'll send you the link, and and maybe you can share it with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, if you know, if possible, we'll put the audio in right here. All right. For, so for my dear friend Kelly, who knows this song, 
I'm going to sing it for you now. Are you ready? Let's see if I know all the words to it. I think it goes something like this. It goes, <clears throat> United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, Norway, and Sweden, and Iceland, and Finland, and Germany, now in peace, Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece, Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran. There's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen's Kuwait, and Bahrain. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, and Denmark, and Spain. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan. Cambodia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan. Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan. Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam. Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana, Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, Algeria, Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman, Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia, Greek Mauritania, then Pennsylvania, Monaco, Liechtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. <laughs> There we go. I liked it. It <laughs> wasn't that awesome. That was really good. I'm really impressed. I I loved listening to that it's just now. Magic. <laughs> okay, so um, that is fantastic. You know my um my own personal um reflections of this are that number one, I tried to sing along with with the song. Um, I do remember getting the CD of this, and uh, yes, uh, Ooh, the CD. liner. Yeah, the, I know. I'm not no cassette tape for me. Um, uh, you make me feel old now. <laughs> no, but I we got uh, the I got the liner notes. Yeah, that's that was pretty much the way to do it to make sure you got all the countries. I mean, obviously, you could try to rewind it and pause it and write down each country's name, um, but that was a little difficult to do. <laughs> um, but I my some of my own personal reflections of this are actually in my school. We had a geography club, and one of the students at my school. This was probably five years ago, I believe, maybe a little bit more. I think he's in college actually right now, but he was so into geography and this song just, you know, really spoke to him and he used it so often. It really helped him, uh, in the geography bee that we had at our school. So it, it continues to have positive influences on kids today. today. Nathan, what are your thoughts about this song? Um, I, Remember knowing the first part of the song, all right, you know, Canada. Yep, um, United, United States, States Canada, Canada, Mexico, Mexico Panama. Panama. I'm like, yay, I know these. And then once uh, it gets towards the end, I'm like, whoa. Okay, Nathan and I will go through it because we don't know it by heart. And then... I, uh, okay. That's about as far as I go. We're going to go for it. Okay, here we go. Ready? United, United States, States, Canada, Canada Mexico, Mexico, Panama, Panama Haiti, Haiti, Jamaica, Jamaica Peru... Peru. That's it. Republic, Dominican, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too. Puerto Rico, Colombia, uh, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, Bolivia, mm-hmm. then Argentina, Argentina, mm-hmm. uh, Ecuador, Chile, Brazil. I'm, I'm already gone. Y- okay, I'm okay, okay, <laughs> hang on. Uh, uh, is it Costa Rica next? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Belize. Uh mm-hmm. huh. 
I'm okay. Now I'm stuck. <laughs> Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Okay. Keep going, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Norway and Sweden, Iceland and Finland and Germany now in peace. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran. There is Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen's coin and Bahrain. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, England, Denmark, and Spain. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Campuchia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan. Mongolia, Laos, Tibet, and Indonesia, Philippine Islands, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo. And Vietnam, Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana, Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone, Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Niger, the home in Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Maryland, Kaman, Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia, Crete, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Liechtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. Woo! Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> wow. See, I can't do that. Yeah, I got that takes five. that is talent, ladies and gentlemen. Talent. That's amazing. Well, um now for the now for some trivia about this uh particular song. Uh the song is technically incomplete as any uh, you know, nerd uh, geography nerd will out there will tell you. He'll say, "Oh, they actually missed over forty nations." Um, <laughs> I feel like the comic book nerd. Ooh, actually, whatever. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't. That's not even including the ones that were created after the song was written. Some other things of note is that the song includes Palestine, and that's actually a negotiated uh, nation. Or uh, you know, some people will say that it's. A nation, other people won't. The world map shows Russia with Soviet-era borders, and it's inaccurate even for that time because the Soviet republics had gained independence in 1991, and Czechoslovakia had actually been split up for eight months at the time the episode aired, but probably because of the lead time. Because of animation, it was likely split, and you know they hadn't had time to actually re-record any of that i kind of understand all that though because especially with the world map with the soviet union being um all in one piece it would be really hard to draw all the different countries right there i think yeah and i don't know seeing them too yeah so that's just the little nitpicky kind of thing right there there is an updated version of this song that rob paulson put together they'll be touring the animaniacs uh sing-along i guess it's it's going around, and uh, so our listeners out there might be able to hear uh, the new version of the Nations of the World. So that'd be kind of cool. Look up for that. Any other thoughts on segment one before we move on to number two? Uh, I really oh, enjoy it. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to share a little tidbit, because it actually is a pretty educational song, because one time I was watching um, Jeopardy, and the contestant answered, a, a, or, you know, asked the question to an answer and he said what is nabibia oh. like n-a-b-i-b-i-a or something uh -huh. and i said no that's not that's not how you pronounce it that's not correct and my mother was saying <laughs> oh no that's, that's correct and i said no no they're gonna come back after the commercial break and rule it incorrect 
So it, they came back, and Alex is like, oh, I'm so sorry. The correct answer is, what is Namibia? Because ah. it's And because I knew the song, I was like, I know how to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> so um, I knew that because I memorize the song so it, it's truly educational even though it's a little out of date now yeah yeah well, it at least shows where all the countries are too like i mean when you're in that like watching yakko point to all the uh, it's something i think it's something it. that's lost today and um the there was a lot more geography shows when we were kids um carmen san diego exactly yeah, that's what, that's carmen you remember carmen san diego right nathan yeah I used to want to be on that show so much as a kid. I used to be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm, if I <laughs> if I get to be on, then I get to go to any state in the United States. That's so cool." And I always d- never understood why kids never picked Hawaii or Alaska. <laughs> I think they, I think they made the kids pick the forty-eight. Yeah, but, totally uh, <laughs> within the continental USA. Yeah, but um, anyway, that but I was. I would like tune in and hope they would get like an easy, well, for me, like an easy country for like a, a North America or South America. Cause I had those down. <laughs> uh, if they said Africa or Europe, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I miss geography shows like that. They don't have any more like that. So yeah, nowadays kids don't even know Carmen San Diego. I showed, ah. I showed clips. I, well, you know, Kelly, you'd be surprised. Just so many different things that kids are just like, what? Um, but I showed some stuff to Car- about Carmen San Diego to uh, my social studies class a few years ago, and they were so into it. They're like, this is a show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, when I was your age, yeah. <laughs> wow. And they, and they, uh, they had no idea what Carmen San Diego was. So that's a shame. Yeah. There's one more thing I want you to do. You know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Well, she sings around the world From Berlin to Carolina She's making finger filter From Berlin down to Belize She'll take you for a ride On a slow motion China Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego Steal their soul in South Korea Let's move on to segment two Here we go Cookies for Einstein. This was written by Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Alfred Jimeno, or Jimeno. And I had totally forgotten about this episode. Nathan, do you want to tell us about this episode? Um, Sure. This is an episode where, at times, I kind of feel bad for Einstein. But other times, I realize how funny it all is that he's not very smart. Uh, <laughs> um, it has some uh, great lines, uh, like stupid dummy poo-poo face Einstein. I am a failure. Einstein is a dummy. Stupid Einstein dummy boy. Um, but that is a funny line there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's about uh, the... So basically, the Animaniacs are part of the Kid Scouts, which of course is a parody of the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. Um, and they're trying to sell cookies. They need to sell one more box, and there's only one house left. And they happen to be in Switzerland in 1905. And Einstein is the last house that they can possibly sell cookies to. Yes. And of course, he has nothing. He doesn't want to do anything with cookies. 
because he's trying to figure out the theory of relativity. So the Animaniacs keep harassing him until finally he gives in and they help him with the theory of relativity. And I can't remember, does he even buy a box of cookies at the end? No, but they find the theory of relativity and they get the Nobel Prize. Yeah, it'd be nice if he bought a box of cookies. (laughs) Hey, it's no merit badge, but it'll do. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on this episode? I totally forgot about this episode. Actually, yeah, I, I had no recollection of the episode <laughs> or the the it. segment. I should say yes. Yeah. I I, to- I remember very little of this segment at all, and uh, yet it was very funny. I really enjoyed it a lot. Kelly, what did you, what did you like about this segment? Um, I like that it kind of reminds me of Wally Lama. A little bit. Oh yeah, because um, they're going to some you know famous person's uh, you know place and annoying the heck out of them. And um, but uh, so to me, it's kind of an, a precursor to that because Wally Lama is one of my favorite episodes. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked uh, it. Does have a lot of great one liners and you know the thing about the pocket fisherman and dumber yes. than advertised and yes. Um, I like I, I like the moment where he like goes over to the board after uh, Wacko has written Acme backwards, and he shakingly with his hand puts um, the equal sign in to, yes. to make it the formula. It's like the and, most dramatic uh, moment ever. It's very dramatic. <laughs> I lo- it's like oh, and the, you know, the, there's like special music and everything. and um and i i really love that so it's it's funny it's it isn't quite as memorable as some of the other episodes but um it's a it's a good uh little segment i I was watching and i was going oh i kind of i didn't really remember this episode that much and watching i was listening it and uh i was hearing paul rugg's voice for uh einstein and he has done many he does many voices uh for the animaniacs and uh for me uh his most famous voice was uh, the voice of freakazoid and he wrote this episode as well it is very there are elements of this episode that are this segment that are very freakazoidish and i think that whole pocket fisherman thing and then cutting to dot and the you know as the operator who's mm-hmm. going to give you the mysteries of fudge for uh there was a lot of chocolate themed in this one yeah <laughs> it was like uh what, what did they say it was uh burn switzerland home of cheese clocks chocolate and neutrality but mostly chocolate and uh and they see uh, the hello swiss, swiss nurse miss yes yeah, swiss nurse miss <laughs> yeah um and uh and wacko had some excellent yodeling yodeling <laughs> Sorry, it's the chocolate talking. Because he's totally high on chocolate or something right there. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was cool. The episode was a lot sillier than I than I remember, and it was it was really it was just cute. Nathan, any other thoughts? Yeah, uh, I thought of another joke that I really liked. In it. Okay, it was the uh, all right, fine, then leave. All right, all right, we got the picture. If you don't want any cookies, then just leave. I'm not going to leave. This is my house. All right, then. You leave. Fine. Uh, 
I just think that's a classic, uh, like almost a Looney Tunes. Yeah, kinda... it was. It was very Dappy Duckish. Yeah, it was, very... but it was. <laughs> they just got right to the point. There wasn't a duck season, wabbit season yeah, kind of like thing back and forth. And yeah, to the point. Just <laughs> loved it. Um, and then I did like that it was still educational at the end. They do say energy equals mass times the speed of light squared, which is a uh, energy mass uh, conversion equation. So Exactly, and that is not the theory of uh, relativity. No, but, you know, <laughs> kids. Uh, yeah, this th- that's one of the little notes that I have here from the uh, digging deeper, is that E equals MC squared is not actually the theory of relativity, um, which I always thought it was because just that's just what it you know that's the one thing that you know of einstein yeah he goes oh theory relativity yeah equals mc squared yeah got it but that is actually as nathan said the mass energy conversion formula um and this error is referenced later in season three uh do you guys remember the please the please 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 get a life foundation cartoon it's in season three and uh it it's one of the first really self-referencing episodes that goes and talks to all the nerds nerds out there (laughs) who were our age at the time of the Animaniacs who are now in, gosh, in their 40s and 50s and stuff. Yeah, Um, I was also, uh, I really liked the other equations that Einstein wrote on the board. Did you notice any of those, Kelly? I noticed them, but I didn't understand them. Okay. that This was my little puzzle thing that I was having fun. Uh, I was like, okay, we're going to write these things down. So one of them is H2, H2O equals wet. Okay. I understand that. I think yeah. it's W-E-T. Is what it's W-E-T, yes. And then, uh, and, water then, is wet. and then another one was S, um, which probably is stands for sandwich mm-hmm. because it says equals B-L-T. There was another one that said STP equals OIL, so oil. Uh So we have STP oil. And the one that was written on two different, two different times, it was shown on chalkboards, which it's Nathan and I haven't heard Nathan's theory on this. It was P for something something equals BM cubed. P equals BM cubed. Nathan, I had to look this one up. What did you find? Yeah, I, well, what I found was prunes equals bowel movements to the third power. <laughs> yes, that's what I found but, too. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was brainstorming on it for a little while because I noticed that one and I was like, I don't know what that could be. So. Yeah. I, my only guess is that, yeah, it, it might be prunes equals bowel movement <laughs> cubed because it, for it to be shown, two different times yeah um but if s equals sandwich then i can see p equals prunes sure i'm gonna try to uh i'm gonna try to find uh how to get in contact with paul rugg because he might be the only one to actually (laughs) tell us for sure what it what that actually symbolizes so um paul rugg if you're out there listening Go ahead and email us, animaniacast at gmail.com. What does the P equal uh, or get stand to for? the bottom of this. Yeah. We're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I didn't mean Okay. <laughs> so, but it was a funny episode. It was very, a very good. I keep saying episode, but it was a funny segment. I really did like that segment a lot. Before we move on, Kelly, any other, any other thoughts, comments on segment two? No, I just. 
I just think it's really cute and educational. That's true. Yeah. We do get to get Einstein in there. And uh, yeah. And by the way, the pocket fisherman still exists. It's not a little guy. But you can mm-hmm. get one. I, this is what happens when I have like time. I'm like, do they still make the pocket fisherman? Fifteen dollars at Walmart. You can wow. get one. There you go, Ron Popeil. An outlet, an outhouse. <laughs> yes. The pocket fisherman comes complete with fishing pole, tackle box, and potty. He may be small, but he eats. He's got. He's small, but he eats. <laughs> okay, so moving on to segment three right now. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. Okay, segment three is Win Big, and the story was written by Tom Ruger, written by Peter Hastings, and directed by Dave Marshall and Rusty Mills. Um, synopsis, well, Brain wants to, to win $99,000 so he can finish his infid... Oh gosh, now I'm going to mispronounce this. Infidibulator? Infidibulator. Infidibulator, thank you. To take over the world on the show Jip Parody. Um, the device will deplete hydrogen, yada, 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 in fact, here, I'll just put in a sound quote here from Brain to tell us what exactly this does. By using the infundibulator to deplete hydrogen and promote gravitational collapse, we will produce a magnetic charge from the center of the Earth so strong that every person who has loose change in their pockets will be magnetically drawn to the ground and stuck there. Um, basically, yeah, everyone with spare change is going to hit the ground and get the mag- when the magnetic core, uh, <laughs> increases or something. And then I don't know if that's the best plan in the world <laughs> because yeah, not <laughs> right from the, right from the get go brains plan is, is going to, it's got to be very, very, uh, quick <laughs> to take over the world very quickly before people take off their pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it wouldn't work nowadays as well either. Everyone has credit cards. Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. But Apple they have, pay. but they have smartphones. Those are magnetic. Oh, there you go. So there, everyone you go. has a smartphone. Yeah. So even in fact, it would get even more people because even yeah. kids have phones and stuff in their pockets, and no one wants to leave their smartphone. Exactly. Anything, so. No one. So they, but he would just keep them stuck on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's reboot Animaniacs and get this episode <laughs> up again. <laughs> He goes on the show Jip parody, but of course he gets so, so close to getting the money he needs, but he loses on the last Jip parody <laughs> question, which was, uh, which TV c- character was known for saying bang, zoom, right in the kisser, which Pinky does know, of course. Um, now I'm going to go right to you, Kelly, again, because you are a Jeopardy enthusiast, I believe. Yes, I, I, Every year I take the online test, and, and last year I actually passed the online test and was able to do a an in-person um, interview with a mock game, and I'm still currently in the contestant pool, um, at least through December, so there's a chance that I, I could get called at any moment and to appear on the show. Sweet. So. Well, and then you'll know the, the answer to, you know, bang, zoom, right in the kisser. <laughs> because of totally. this episode. Um, now, I didn't know this, but this was actually, I, I guess, based upon a, an actual episode of The Honeymooners called The $99,000 Answer. 
And uh, in in that, I guess, uh, again, I'm going off of Wikipedia, so I could be completely wrong right now. Making it up again. Making it up. But um, apparently Ralph Cramden actually had a very similar situation. So they're just kind of uh, doing definitely homages to the Honeymooners in this. Not only direct, like, here's Ralph Cramden, but here's the episode right here where we're actually going to, um, you know, basically do the exact same thing. Before you go in and play the song I'm trying to get. I told you once, I told you a hundred times. It's the only way I can warm up before I play the piano. For the last time, Alice, I'm telling you, I'm going for the $99,000 question. For the last time, Ralph, I'll be very proud if you win the 600 bucks. $600? Peanuts, peanuts. What am I going to do with peanuts? Eat them like any other elephant. For $100, are you ready? I certainly am. All right, Mr. Cramden, for $100, who is the composer of Swanee River? (laughs) Swanee River. That's right, Swanee River. Can we have a few bars of Swanee River, Jose? That's right. Now, who's the composer? Your time's running out. Hurry up. You better take a guess. Hum and hum, 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 hum. Ed Norton. This this is, of course, our first Pinky in the Brain short. Hugh Pettibone was on the books of uh, in the lab. Okay, and as they're as the Pinky and the Brain are moving stuff around, Hugh Pettibone, and I had to look that guy up. I said, "Who's Hugh Pettibone? Like, is that just a nonsense name?" But no, it was actually it made perfect sense. He was the background artist or art designer for the Animaniacs, as well as a bunch of other different cartoon shows. So I'm guessing Mr. Pettibone put his name in the in the cartoon for everyone to see, <laughs> written on a book. That's kind of cool. And this was, of course, featuring the Brain's first robot body, uh, which I always love seeing this robot body. It reminds me so much of, like, Frankenstein or young Frankenstein just kind of walking around. And uh, he didn't do it this much in this one, but I believe in other episodes it even goes through walls and and you can't stop this this monster from from going. Um, Kelly... Do you remember now? This was not Alex Trebek. Do you know who who is the host of Jip Parody? Alex Quebec. <laughs> That's right. I uh, that was such a little subtle um, thing <laughs> that I actually had to rewind it and go. Did they just say Quebec? That's funny. It's a very funny episode. It's there's a lot of uh, right from I think right from the start the Pinky and the Brain characters. Uh, they're right on character. Yeah, Sometimes, they're well defined. I think, yeah, right away and... and you don't need to ask. I mean, they. I love the theme song at the beginning because it tells you the setup for these two mice. Mm-hmm. What the heck is wrong with them? One is dumb and one is smart. And there they go. They want to take over the world. I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts? I've been talking for way too long. What do you guys think about this episode? 
or a uh, segment. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Pinky and the Brain are one of my favorites of the Animaniacs. Uh, there is the fan theory. I don't know if you've heard of it. But, no. Uh, one is a genius and the other's insane. The theory is Pinky's the genius and the brain is insane. Because they never say who's. And then, so as I'm watching these episodes, I'm going to watch for that. I... I know it's a little <laughs> like in this episode, Pinky's the one that knows the final answer. Yes. So, and um, the theory, the fan theory is that Pinky's always just trying to stop the brain from. <laughs> that's why he, he just pretends to be dumb because he knows that there's this insane mouse that's trying to take over the world. So, <laughs> I, I, it's pretty far out there, but I think there'll be some episodes that will match the theory more than this episode did because this one I was like, he seemed pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> so Kelly, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, as being actual hopeful Jeopardy contestant yourself, what did you like about this episode? Oh well, it, it's one of my favorites. I I love Brain and and his suit and his little tiny tiny head in the suit, <laughs> and um and I love the fact that he's got Brain written um on the screen, but Alex Quebec keeps calling him Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he keeps it's Brain. That's correct, Brian. That's Brain. <laughs> and, and, yes. um, I, and I love the little like nonsensical categories like King's name Mashushu. Yes. And um, they're just such off the wall, you know, answers and questions. And it's, it's a lot of little details. I mean, the, the Alex Quebec's funny because it sounds like his name and, and he's actually Canadian. Yeah. And, it makes, yeah. You're mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of little subtleties and, and, um, pop culture references and, and, and everything. And it's just, just fun. And it, it always makes me laugh. So King Mushushu, that is, that's totally made up then. I think, think so. Cause I Googled it before. The- <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm just like, unless I was completely misspelling it or something. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I- uh, I did yeah, Google. I don't think it's a real thing. I did Google the Isle of Yap <laughs> because I was like, "What is that real?" And I did come up with an island. It's in Micronesia. Uh, none of the other islands that Brain mentioned, though, <laughs> uh, were there. So I think all those are nonsense. I also really liked um, the Brain. Really, when it comes between Pinky and the Brain, I I really do like Pinky, but. The brain is my favorite. I love Maurice LaMarche's delivery of his lines. They are just so funny. Um, like, I am not devoid of humor. I am not devoid of humor. Uh, (laughs) or, uh, just his, the way he can just, uh, spout off, uh, the digits of pi. What is it that he says when, um, cause I can't remember, but Pinky's like, you astound me, brain. And he's like, that. That's not very surprising, or that shouldn't be too hard. Or something. Yes, yes. I that... can't remember what his exact response, but it was it was hilarious. Yes. Hey, God, you astound me, brain. That's a simple task, Pinky. Um, yeah, and and the only the only kind of thing I noticed that was different, like if there was going to be some sort of little bit of character development or or change in voice, because I know like sometimes in cartoons the voice actor sounds a little bit different. Like you could watch early episodes of Futurama, for example, and Fry and Bender both sound yeah, not they're... not exactly how Fry and Bender should sound. And the only thing I think is a little off perhaps is maybe how Pinky says brain mm. in this. He goes brain, like a BW sound uh, uh, instead yeah, of a BR. So it's, it's almost two syllables. Yeah. 
So we'll have to see if uh, that's just my memory playing tricks on me or if that actually changes at all. Um, but yes, it's very Monty Python-esque kind of voice right there from Rob Paulson. And Narf, I mean, who could, and Point. We get like his, we get two of his uh, classic catchphrases, <laughs> classic right, catchphrases away. right away. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what those mean. I, again, I, I'm, I, I don't know the origin of Narf or Point. But uh, as we go forward, I'll have to I'll have to look those up. I'm uh, just I don't know if they wrote those down or if those were just improv words from Rob Paulson. I'm assuming they're Rob Paulson's uh, improv, but we'll have to find out. Is that it? Are we well, already done? There's the last segment. Is oh the yes, wheel of morality. That's right, the wheel of morality. It's that time again. Some cartoon shows had, um, like famously G.I. Joe had, uh, you had to have a lesson at the end and He-Man and She-Ra and all those cartoons, they had to be educational at the end. <laughs> so they had to teach kids, you know, what to do if, uh, you know, a stranger gives you candy or always tell the truth or whatever. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Um, and the Animaniacs really put this on its head <laughs> and yeah. and uh, to make it incredibly silly. So they had the Wheel of Morality. Now, this was uh, done for episodes where they had a few minutes to kill. Yeah. And they, would, they could easily put this in. In fact, the opening and closing animation of it is exactly the same. They run in and then they run out. They play the same music. They change the voice. And... Sometimes they even overdub the previous animation. So it was a very cheap segment to, to produce, but it was very funny. Um, today's moral was... If at first you don't succeed, blame it on your parents. How deep? I don't know about you, but I'm touched. In the head. If at first you don't succeed, blame it on your parents. Uh, so that was a very... I think it's a very millennial... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think kids take it to heart now. So. Yeah, I, we took it to heart, I think, yeah. and our people our age, and, and uh, yes. So <laughs> I really like the, the Wheel of Morality. I did always look forward to that as a kid. What do you guys think? Any Anything about the Wheel of Morality we should mention? I like that song. The turn, turn, turn. What is the lesson we must learn? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> that is cool. It's catchy. <laughs> I always liked it. It was just kind of a little final, you know, final bit before the episode ended. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, I I wish I had some somewhere we do have on Animaniacs on VHS, but as cool as it as it is seeing it on Netflix or maybe DVD, I think uh you miss some of the uh with the commercial segments. Mhm. Mm to take that break away from the show and just kind of like crossing your fingers when you come back. Yeah. I that it will really hoping that there was still more to the show. Have a little bit more like that wheel of morality was just kind of that little extra bit that you could have before it goes to the credits. Uh, and it was always kind of a bummer when the commercials would go through and then it would just go right to the, to credits. the credits. Yeah, And you're like, Oh, okay, well hopefully it'll be something different at the end that I haven't seen before. And sometimes it would be, sometimes it wouldn't, but wheel of morality was always like, Oh, good. The show's not quite over yet. Yeah. <laughs> One more joke. Exactly. So that's all good. And, uh, I, I, I always love that. So that's good. We're going to, we're going to have to keep a, a list of, uh, these, these morals and these quotes. And actually, you know what we should do? We should start a business where we can take 
all the different quotes. And you know those little um, vinyl letters, those things you can put on your wall that have like inspirational quotes from people. You know, you can yeah. go to you can go to Coles, you can go to Coles, and you can put like a sentence on your wall. You know what I'm talking about, Kelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should make these. <laughs> okay. See, somebody does. You could take these, and I could print. I could actually make these and make like inspirational quotes from the Wheel of Morality. Well, now that you have it on the podcast, someone's going to steal it. No, okay. So. Well, there we go. It's in the public domain now. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, uh, that pretty much wraps up our our episode for today, episode two. Um, a really great episode, and um, we're going to go ahead and go right to our water tower rating because that's the time that it is now. It's the time that it is. So who who would like to go first? Who wants to give their water tower rating right now? I'll go first. Okay. I will give it five Ooh. out of five. Yes. Um, mostly because of Yakko's world. Yes. I mean, that alone will give it give it uh, five five water towers. But um, there, I don't consider any of the segments to be remotely weak. They were all funny. They, they all great songs and great introduction of Pinky and the Brain. It was just all around a really stellar episode. Excellent. Nathan, what do you think? I'm going to give it four and a half water towers. Okay. The minus half is for the repeat of the uh, <laughs> beginning segment. Tricking me into thinking that I had already watched it. Even though you selected a new episode on, on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> but it made me think, oops, I hit the same episode again instead of hitting so the next mean. episode. And um, I think the Einstein is probably not one of my favorite segments, but it was still quite enjoyable. But because of those two reasons, uh, I do love Yakko's World and Pinky in the Brain are so good. Worth watching over and over and over and over. Yes, um, I'm gonna go four and a half as well. I'm. I don't know why I won't. I'm not gonna give it a full five, just because I'm just gonna hold off for on the, the second main... episode. Yeah, you can't get five on the. What are you? Well, no, the... Kelly did. I, I can understand, <laughs> but I can understand why Kelly. This is like the Kelly episode. I think, <laughs> like it is the Kellyest episode there is of Animaniacs in some it... ways. It's a very special episode. <laughs> yes. So I, I can't I can't blame her for giving it five uh, water towers. I'm going to go ahead and give it four and a half water towers as well. Um, and honestly, I would have maybe given it four, uh, but that uh, Einstein segment was was really good. And I totally forgot about the little songs they sang, um, just the little quick songs of like uh, selling cookies and uh, then the Acme song. Uh, those are two songs. I mean, I yeah. listened to the Animaniac CDs all the time as a kid. And, um, I say as a kid, I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> but, um, Still I listened, listen to yeah, it. well, yeah, quite often sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I totally, I, I, those weren't on any of the CDs I had. I yeah, mean, they're too short. Well, they're too so. short and they actually, they played a plot to, you know, purpose more than they wouldn't make any sense yeah. singled out. But, uh, they're cute songs and they were just really, I don't know. Really great episode, and uh, I mean, I've seen the the Jeopardy one so many so many times growing up that uh, that one's just a it's just an, a classic and still very funny uh, all around. A very funny and educational episode in all three segments. Yeah, really, I'll, I'll have so, a little trivia or something you'll learn. <laughs> yeah, each episode. So. There we go. So we all learned something out yeah. there today. Each That's so fantastic. Okay, so last week we had a poll, ladies and gentlemen, that was 
asking you, what is your favorite Animaniac song? And we had three different choices. Uh, one of them was Yakko's World. The other one was the President's of the United States. And the third one was the United States, uh, the U.S. states and their capitals. And we had several responses once again, and it was, it was good. Good. It was, <laughs> it was not surprising is what I was going to say, because, uh, Yakko's world really, it was kind of a, a ran away with the votes, I think, actually. It was, it was, uh, U.S. states and their capitals got 11% of the vote, a favorite song of the three. 24% went to presidents of the United States. And then 65% uh, went to Yakko's World. I'm sure one of those votes was definitely Kelly's right there. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. So uh, let's just share. Now, Kelly, we know, obviously, for you, Yakko's World has got to be your favorite out of those three. That's that's my jam. Yeah, it's your jam. (laughs) And Nathan, what about you? Um, Personally, I went for the, uh, the, sorry. I know what I went for. What did you go for? The Presidents of the United States. Why did you go for the Presidents of the United States? Uh, that's the only way I know that any presidents was from that song. Except also James K. Polk from They Might Be Giants. That's true. James K. Polk by They Might Be Giants does introduce you to quite a bit. One president. To one president, yes. Yep. If you want to get into in-depth information about James K. Polk, thank you, They Might Be Giants. But yes, I honestly, I don't remember what I voted for. I'm going to say it was Yakko's World. But I really do, especially when it comes to those presidents kind of in between Thomas Jefferson and Lincoln. Yeah. The President of the United States song helps so much with not only giving you information about the presidents, uh, like the order they're in, but also just a little bit of quick trivia about them. Yeah, each one is a little something. And then most importantly, their name is. Yes. And make it all rhyme, which was cool. So when I've been studying for Jeopardy, uh, the online test of various years, uh, I listen to that song over and over again just to kind of refresh my memory. Yeah, it's a, so helpful. Yes, it's a great song. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce our next poll because we have a new one. We have a new one. Ooh. We're not letting our, our listeners just sit there and not do anything. You have to go, ladies and gentlemen, to our Twitter page, which is twitter.com slash Animaniacast, or just follow Animaniacast, and I'll have this poll pinned to the top of the page. And the following is the question. The following is the question, and English is what I am saying. So we're going to find out what tertiary or, you know, side characters you like the most, uh, other than Pinky and the Brain. Now, obviously, we have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot as the main characters, and I would say second billing is really Pinky and the Brain right underneath them. Yeah. But the Animaniacs has a large selection of uh, reoccurring characters that you'll see quite often on the show. And uh, I'm going to list them off right here. And then what I want you to do is just head on over to the Twitter page and then vote for your favorite. So here they are. Your choices are Rita and Runt, Slappy and Skippy Squirrel, The Good Feathers, the Hip Hippos, or Mindy and Buttons. Lots of... You know, when you're reading those out, it makes me think of Alex Trebek reading out Jeopardy categories. And <laughs> every, between everyone, I was going, bing, bing, bing. I'll take the Hip Hippos for 200, <laughs> I'm, Alex. I'm obsessed with that show. <laughs> yeah. 
funny. That'll be my next gig, actually. Yeah. Oh, I just cool. need I yeah. just need to grow a mustache. Or or maybe not. He it just depends on does Alex have a mustache right now or not? I don't Currently know. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm a little behind in my viewings. So. Okay. Gotta catch up on that on my D V R. So there we go. There's our choices. Head on over to Twitter right now and check it out. Because this is an interactive podcast. Yes. We don't let you just sit there and do it. Just listen. And uh hey, while we're at it, head on over to iTunes and leave a positive review for us. Now, I know there's... Please leave a positive review. If you don't like the show, you know, okay, you can just move along, move along. But leave a positive review when you move along. Yeah, but sure. Just... Yeah. You can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all, right? And say something nice. And then say something nice. Nathan and I already left a review. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're looking for uh, some some examples of positive uh, reviews, you can just check out uh, our reviews that Nathan and I put down as, as a template. Wait, we're supposed to leave positive reviews? Uh-oh. I'm going to check oh. out Nathan. Okay. So, anyway. So, check that out. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and give out the contact information one more time. Uh, once again, we are on Twitter at Animaniacast. On Facebook, you can see us at facebook.com slash Animaniacast. Go ahead and send us an email at animaniacast at gmail.com. And let's go ahead and once again give out any contact information for you two. Uh, Kelly, people wanted to get in contact with you, just say hi. Where should they go? You can email me, Kelly, K E L L Y, at bigshinyrobot.com. Or I'm on Twitter, not so much lately, but if you message me, I'll probably go on it more often. Um, <laughs> Yoda Princess. Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And Nathan? I am on Twitter at JangoFT. That's uh, FT for Nathan. JangoFT. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and I didn't give out my contact. If for some reason anybody wanted to see me or say hi, uh, Joey in Tucson is my Twitter. So there you go. So for the Animini cast, I'm Joey. I'm Nathan. And I'm cute. (laughs) Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Scouts, no merry badge. I mourn my loss. <laughs> Say, those acting classes are really paying off. Think so? <laughs>